Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, December 15th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Many St. Louis restaurants may not make it through the winter without more financial support and a regional plan to help keep them in business during the pandemic. There's only so much you can hustle through. This is unlike anything that we have ever experienced. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff speaks with chef and restaurant owner Gerard Kraft about how local restaurants are struggling to make it through the outbreak. The coronavirus vaccine has arrived in the St. Louis region, leading to a landmark moment in the local fight against COVID-19. <laughs> Cheers at Mercy Hospital South yesterday, moments after Chief Medical Officer Dr. Amina Akhtar became the first person in the region to get vaccinated. She is an infectious disease expert and part of a group of 20 workers at the hospital to receive those initial shots. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports. There hasn't been a lot of laughter inside Missouri hospitals recently, but the first workers to receive the vaccine at Mercy Hospital South were overjoyed as they posed together for a picture. The hospital chose 20 employees of all ages, races, and job titles to get the vaccine to show it's effective and safe. Ben OJ is a nurse who works with coronavirus patients. He's excited about how the vaccine will protect everyone on his floor. I do this for my wife, my kids, and my floor, five west and five east. We're like family. Healthcare workers who work with coronavirus patients are first in line to receive the vaccine, along with nursing home workers and staff. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Statewide, the federal government has shipped an initial 51,000 doses to healthcare workers in Missouri. Illinois received its first shipment of the Pfizer vaccine yesterday as well. That's where Sean Crawford picks up the story. The 48,000 doses are about half what the state is expecting this week. Frontline health care workers will be first up to receive the shots over the next few days. Illinois Department of Public Health Director Ngozi Azike says the state is working to facilitate vaccine distribution. We have been praying for this day and preparing for this day for months, and we're working with our local health departments and our hospitals to get the vaccine into the arms of those who need it most as quickly as possible. While drug maker Pfizer is the only manufacturer whose vaccine has received FDA approval so far, another vaccine made by Moderna could be authorized this week. Mazike says while it's an historic moment, it could take many months for the vast majority of residents to be vaccinated. I'm Sean Crawford. In other news, the St. Louis City Refuse Division is facing a severe shortage of trash truck drivers. Nearly a third of the positions are open. That's about 20 jobs. Alderwoman Annie Rice represents portions of South St. Louis, including Tower Grove East and Southwest Garden. She says she's been receiving complaints mostly about overflowing recycling bins, but she's urging residents to be patient. I know that there you know, are lots of folks frustrated, but we're dealing with staff shortages with you know, a, a pandemic. And, and for the most part, constituents have been really forgiving and really understanding when it comes to that. Refuse Division workers are putting in overtime to continue collecting trash and recycling in St. Louis. During the pandemic, they have seen an increase in certain types of waste, including cardboard boxes used for online shipping. Normandy's school board is skeptical of a charter school opening within its boundaries. 
Board members questioned the school's founder at a meeting last night. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports. Normandy School Board has already lodged its disapproval with the Missouri Public Charter School Commission, which is sponsoring the Leadership School. The charter school is also opposed by some elected officials for the Normandy area, but they're relatively powerless to stop the independently funded public school from opening next year. The Missouri State Board of Education is scheduled to meet Thursday and vote on the school's charter but the state board's approval is largely a formality. The leadership school will eventually serve students in kindergarten through eighth grade. It will be the first charter school outside of Kansas City or St. Louis. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Restaurants have been scrambling for months to adapt to new safety rules and ways of doing business during the pandemic. Many might not make it through the winter without more financial support. Gerard Kraft is the CEO of Niche Food Group, which operates several restaurants in the St. Louis area, including Brasserie and Taste. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff spoke with Kraft about how restaurants are holding up now that the weather is colder. Things are pretty awful. We just kind of got dropped off of a cliff right there in those first cold days of November. Coronavirus cases are spiking across the region, but the rules are different depending where you are. For instance, in St. Louis County, restaurants still aren't allowed to serve indoors, but in St. Louis they can, but they must enforce masks. In St. Charles County, there's no mask requirement at all. Do you think that a lack of a regional plan makes it hard on restaurant owners like yourself? Yeah, I think it makes it incredibly hard. I mean, when you really think about how things have been done, you know, there's been there have been some glaring gaps and and problems with the way that we're looking at the causes of this virus. None of this is safe, all right? We, we should all say that, you know, going out to a restaurant's not the safest place to be, but also going over to your friend's house, if there's 10 people over there that you don't know, or even that you do know, but also go to their other friend's house where there's 10 people and another friend friend's house where there's 10 people, that's even more unsafe. You know, so we're all kind of weighing weighing risks here. And, you know, I just don't believe that there's been a lot of kind of thoughtful implementation of these rules, you know, from city to county. You've been very outspoken on social media, calling out Missouri elected officials to, to pay attention to struggles that are going on in the restaurant community. What do you want them to do? I think the thing that I want them to do is, you know, it's really easy to say, hey, we're shutting down restaurants to help contain the spread and you know that's great and all but you know it would really be nice to tag that along like hey we've had since march of last year to try and figure things out so when we shut you down we're going to shut you down with some economic assistance but that hasn't really come out of the mouths of any missouri official if we could get a little more of that we would love to hear the senate take this a little more seriously and pass the restaurants acts that the IRC or independent restaurant coalition has come up with and give some relief to all of these local businesses. Is there anything that you want the public to know about what it feels like to operate a restaurant right now in St. Louis? People always ask me what it's like to open a restaurant. (laughs) And, you know, it is one of the hardest things you will do. It's grueling. It's tough. You're constantly being judged and you're trying to, you know, get everything right. And you're trying to train this brand new staff and create this new dynamic. And it's really, really 
a stressful experience. And what I would say about operating a restaurant now is almost like you're doing that every couple of weeks because everything's changing. You're constantly having to reinvent yourself. We have fine dining restaurants becoming pizzerias and burger joints. And I have a French restaurant serving French fried chicken on Mondays. Like, you know, we're just constantly trying to evolve. St. Louis is known for having a really vibrant local food scene, but we've seen restaurants start to close over the last couple of months and weeks. Do you worry that over the next few winter months, especially, that 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 food scene will wash away? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think I think it's very real, you know, that a lot of restaurants will not make it through this winter. I think restaurants are strong and they are resilient and all the chefs and GMs and restaurant owners out there are true hustlers, but there's only so much you can hustle through. This is unlike anything that we have ever experienced. As a leader in the restaurant space here, is there any advice you have for other restaurant owners? You know, I got a lot of friends that have big platforms that don't always use it because they're scared to sound political, but this isn't a time to be quiet. This is really a time to kind of speak up and make change happen. And one thing I'd love to add is take care of uh, your mental health during this, you know, to all of my restaurant people out there. I think that's one of the biggest challenges through all of this is trying to, in the midst of all this negativity, is trying to keep yourself positive and pushing forward. This is really a time when if we can't keep our own heads straight, it's going to be really hard to keep our restaurants straight. That was Niche Food Group CEO Gerard Kraft speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff about the challenges facing restaurants during the pandemic. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.